With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great, great. Ho-chep, uh, folks. This is the Reverend Dr. Ninana Kweku, and this is the Mothership brought to you live on Galaxy Talk Radio here at T25CL Entertainment. Uh, our, our, subject, our subject matter tonight uh is actions without works, you know, and what does that mean? And and, and it's an easy thing for me to segue into because I've I've been dealing with people all day, and and they've been going back and forth, back and forth on 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 context of conversations related to Africa, related to our condition as it continues to be in America. And and you can't get a consensus with them. And I said, wow, it's it's really strange that all of this information is out there available because even these crooks themselves have records. If you go to the World Health Organization and some of those other organizations that do studies on all of the stuff, the viruses, uh, uh, population control. They have records of this stuff where anybody can have access to go and read. You can even go to the library and check this stuff out. But for whatever reason, people's uh, uh, decisiveness is based on who their favorite news uh, person is. And we know that when you get news off of television, you're getting uh, uh, a, Hollywood, a Hollywood version of that news of what they think is going to be interesting and they try to magnify whatever point that they can. And I was going back and forth with this sister today about Africa and Bill Gates and and the why they continue to want to use Africa as this year uh, bid where they go and, 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 and vaccinate people. And we were discussing the fact that Africa for the first time is, is rejected and told them, no, you're not going to come in here and do that. So they decided to go to Europe with it. And uh, this this lady wanted to argue me down that I know Bill Gates is a good guy. There's no way he's involved in that. So I said, look, okay, I'm not going to go into a lot of discussion with you about it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you some sites to go and check out. I'm going to send you some uh, reports to look up based on his family history, his father's family history, just like Trump. His father was arrested with the Ku Klux Klan, you know, and uh, he was standing there with his with his uh, uh a father when this process happened. So these people have a history of being connected to racist or what you might want to call right wing uh, uh, operations. And so that's who they are. And it's difficult for Peter, people to see Bill Gates for what he is because they hear of all this great philanthropy work that he does. But Bill Gates might give up $20 million to help families eat in India and spend $200 million on trying to uh, spread the, you know, to magnify his the stuff that he's creating, where he's making money off. Bill Gates makes money off of every vaccine that's that's created. That's his baby. And yet they come across when you listen to the dialogue that's out there in the media. They, you know, Bill Gates said he doesn't like Trump, or Trump said he doesn't like what Bill Gates is doing. But basically, these guys are, 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 are 
birds of the same feather on different ends of the spectrum. You know, uh, uh, Donald Trump is, is facilitating this whole racist philosophy by his his dog whistles and Bill Gates is doing it by trying to utilize poor people or people in undeveloped countries to further his 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 development of his uh uh you know vaccines or whatever else he's trying to create to bring in uh, to the light of the public so um and uh, in fact man the chief was talking earlier then I said wow I don't it's very difficult to to reach a consensus you know and like this this one lady told me that wow she said, I can see China and Italy and Israel. They're going in there raping Africa of all of its resources, but she refused to accept the fact that Bill Gates and them were using Africa as its training bid for whatever process that they're trying to put in place. She said, I can't accept that. And But she had no information to base it on. It's just that people develop these attitudes towards certain individuals based on the limited information that they're getting from these different news outlets or wherever. And, and I still go back to the same thing. People don't read. They don't like to read. It's tedious. And you have to be in a quiet place and sit down and relax in order to to raise your comprehension level. And so what people are doing is that they're all their information, which is why they fight so much. If you go on social media and if you want to get into an argument, just go on there and disagree with somebody's perspective on on any issue. And it doesn't matter how far to the left they are, how far to the right you are they are not going to be able to see any perspective that you're talking about because they've already made up their minds. And so if they still have minds and, and one of the things that I, I wanted to discuss to bring up tonight was where are we, are we a soulless people anymore? And if we are, how did we get that way? I had a long dialogue with people today about Islam and Christianity and all this stuff. And I sent people back and forth information to show them where they could go and investigate and, and, and see the documentation of what I was saying. But people are unwilling. In fact, one of the ladies was with, uh, in uh, uh, one of the countries in Africa. And she was talking about, I'm a Muslim and we still practice our culture and we still independent. I said, well, why is it Africa split up in like 50 different in the independent different states and they can't come together to you know to kind of organize and become a united states of africa and 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 but she couldn't answer that she couldn't deal with that because she felt like i am a muslim and uh and and it wasn't forced on me i said well nobody held a gun to your head but there were times in history and i gave her stuff to go and research to look at the 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 uh uh, Islamic uh, crusades, the Christian crusades and all that stuff. She didn't want to hear that. She said, this stuff was not forced on me. I'm a Muslim because I want to be a Muslim. But you know where I got her at at the end and I, she didn't respond anymore. I asked her, I, I asked her what Islam meant and she had no clue as to what it meant. She didn't have a clue. And I said, well, okay, I'm not going to try to make it any more painful for, for her. You know, maybe today was just one long lesson. I actually, I was dealing with her most of the most of the day, but she had no clue as to what it meant. Uh, all she could, she kept saying over and over, it's just like, 
I am a, I'm a Muslim. It wasn't forced on me. And I still, we still have our names and we still practice our culture. I say, add the culture as you know it. You don't know what the culture was like before all those invasions, you know? And so, and, and I, I get a picture now about the subject that we are talking about, Chief, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, why are all those different people in Africa at odds with each other? And it's because there are people there. And I, you know, I, 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 it reminded me of a time when I was dealing with some some really diehard Christians here who had never read the Bible. They just, they, they get the information from the preachers and they believe it. That they'll die and go wherever it is that you go, believing that to the max. And she was like that about Islam, even though she didn't have a clue about really what it meant. And the only thing she kept saying over and over to me is, well, I am a Muslim. It wasn't forced on me. And we still maintain our cut and we still have our names. In fact, she didn't even want to recognize the fact that there are schools opening up in the only continent now where, uh, you know, if a kid comes to school, if it's one of those so-called public schools where the money is coming from outside, they want those kids to change their names. So, uh, you know, they don't want to deal with that stuff. And I understand uh, uh, why people don't want to deal with it because they, on one level they see it as as a person that's selling their soul to uh, be engaged or to become more American. American is the propaganda machine out of America has been deafening in terms of uh, how people feel about themselves. People don't want to be in Africa. They want to be in America in spite of the conditions and how they see that we're still treated as second-class citizens, we're still being uh, lynched, we're not being lynched, we'll be being shot down the street. I, I saw some stuff today. It's going on every day. You know, innocent people are being stopped and harassed and intimidated by the police and threatened. And so things have not changed. And like I was telling those people today, I said, they don't hang you and castrate you uh, like they did when I was a kid. They just blow your brains out in your car. And uh, either way, they have eliminated another another African. And so, you know, all these things, man, they, they just, they come together. And I think Andre and I were talking about today, what is the psychological uh, deficit that takes place in the mental capacity of people who live under those kind of environments for, periods of time. And we're not talking about 400 years, or 200 years, or 300 years. We're talking about thousands of years of indoctrination. And then, and, and, and a lot of people like to always refer to slavery, 500 years of slavery. Well, this indoctrination started taking place long before slavery started on the, on the shores of the Americas. And so wherever people in the 40s got their information from, uh, in the 1800s, got their information from. It was certainly not, uh, you know, within in the slave environment. It was before that. I mean, you look at the Catholic Church, you look at Judas, and we talk about this, uh, Corey, all the time. Uh, there are no those people over there in Israel are not uh, real Hebrews. They people are mm -hmm. the because mm -hmm. when you study history, all those people that was in Israel was black people. They were African tribes. But yet, mm -hmm. 
in spite of that, you can you can direct. You hear people say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can direct people to mm -hmm. where this information is documented, and they just don't want to accept it because they're so the 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 they're, they're so uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. They're so this discombobulated by the fact that mm -hmm. if I give up what I believe now, I don't have nothing. They don't. They don't understand that, you know. Gaining insight is gaining freedom. Is gaining access to uh, the real possibilities of who I am and where I'm on my way to. And so we have to, you know, we have to continue here to, uh, here at T25, and I spent most certainly on the mothership to bring enlightenment to the world. And to I see another person just call me. I guess they can't get through too. Andre, are you there? Right here. Yeah, I gave a, a sister from Oakland a doctor call. She just called my phone. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to try to text her back and tell her because she has the right number and everything. So I don't know what's going on here. You might be using that uh, Metro phone. Use a Metro phone. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, she just left. She said the idea is not working. And I know the idea is right. It's the same one that Corey got. Same one that the, uh, Warren them got, so I don't know. Maybe it is their phone, but uh, we have to. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've learned today, and by being in the Shetian, is that we have to continue to escalate our game in terms of of uh, uh, maintaining our posture on on information that we have researched, and 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 it has and continue to validate the information that we keep getting, because. You know, it can be real disheartening to talk to people like that that you know are intelligent and you know they're seeking, but they, it's so difficult for them to, to cut loose all the misinformation that they've been inundated with throughout their life. I mean, it's not like, you know, it started in school. It started before they even started in, 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 uh, in the school system. It started at home when they were forced to go to those churches and pray and shout and 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 ask a white god uh to uh, uh to forgive them and and to pray for the master who was abusing them at night you know so uh we have to continue to bring up the subject matter and we have to find way to uh, uh ways to articulate the message so as not to it not to come across so that it's real offensive because i one of the things i noticed today when the people i was talking to i could sense when they was getting agitated and I said, and then I had to mm -hmm. come back down to earth and say, okay, wait a minute. What we're here for is, is for edification for all of us. We're all on a path of seeking uh, of more information and more knowledge. And we can't do that if we refuse to even entertain the idea that the other person spoke of. And so, and I think that's where a lot of people are. It doesn't matter about your research. It doesn't matter what you think or what you what you feel like you know you've got to meet people where they are and 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 somehow keep them engaged so that so as you can say okay at some point in time that you may be able to, to bring them over to your side in terms of research in terms of study and one of the things that i, I really loved about the seventies is when I was in the All African People's Revolutionary Party. Most of our stuff was not about marching. We were never about marching. It was all about studying. 
it was all about organizing and coming together as a people. And and so now we have people who are educated uh, at these these systems and they're, they're, they're coming out being exactly what they were educated to be. And in fact, I don't know if you guys have heard it. What's this brother's name that played the uh, big tight end, played for New England all those years, Watson? Uh, 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 Gronkowski? Or are you talking about? No, him? no, Ben Watson. One... Ben Watson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Benjamin Watson. Yeah, one of those people on Fox brought yeah. him on the show because he's one of those kind of liberal, not liberal, but right, right-wing right kind of people. And they made a mistake and brought him on the show and asked him, well, how did he feel about, uh, you know, all those black athletes that's bringing all those billions and millions of dollars back to historical black colleges? And he blew their mind away. He said, oh, hell yeah, they need to bring that money back, you know, and open up. And the woman <laughs> didn't know what she mm-hmm. heard brushed him off the air. Or she said, oh, hell no. He, he's, he's <laughs> they they, they thought they had the ultimate Uncle Tom. Yeah, they, that's the thing about us, see, you know, is that that's why they're so afraid of us, especially black men. Women are allowed mm-hmm. to uh, manipulate up through the process that they have in place because they're less threatening. Even though, and it's not to take mm-hmm. anything away from women, they're just as intelligent, they're smart, they're educated. But with brothers, they don't know which direction we're going to go. I think that they sense that there is a different psychology working within us, that that mm-hmm. we we still see them as as the person who has made our lives a living hell, and we ain't gonna never let them forget it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it's well, it's yeah. Go ahead. Oh well, well, uh, Doc, you hit on a whole lot of things that uh, that I found uh, interesting and true, and and some of the people that I've talked to in higher education and and just doing some research on my own. And the thing that troubles me, uh, not just about this world, but mainly about my black African brothers and sisters and and and, and other peoples of color, is that. We're 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 in a we're in a cognitive impenetrability type of situation now. We're you know we're governed by so many rules and representations and falsehoods that anything that steps outside of that and makes us uncomfortable, that word dissonance comes into play again because um, uh, the things that we still hold on to, that we still clutch a lot of, is old time religion and, and and everything i mean i mean that's supposedly got us through everything since you know since since we arrived uh you know in the, in the americas and and um you know we've seen lynchings and and and, and we've come up black wall street and had stuff burned down and tuskegee experiments and COINTELPRO pro and all these things and yet and still um, we've always found a way to 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 to, to make a bad situ- to find some good out of a bad situation and, and 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 some scriptures that were exploited. You know, you can you can have a book in its original context that is that is that is 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 pure as is clean drinking water, and all it takes is for one person to hop in the on the other end of the pool as far away as he may be in the three foot water. But if he takes the piss down there and that into the pool, the whole pool has been contaminated. It might it, it might not hit you in the deep end just yet, but if you stay in that water long enough, 
and enough people keep peeing in the other end of the pool, you're going to be subject to being like you say a, a discombobulated, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a like a boxer when you see when you see you know these guys are squaring off and Andre, you can relate to this because you because you're a boxer and a trainer and you know the fighting game, but but a lot of times when the guy doesn't see that punch coming and he gets hit with it, he's mm-hmm. so discombobulated that he doesn't realize. Put your hands up, hold on, do whatever you have to do to survive. Instead, you know, I've seen these guys and they're subject to just keep getting hit with punches until they're knocked completely out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, our, our, our minds have been eroded like, like the water eroded the Grand Canyon. It's been something that's developed over a period of years. It's just changed our, 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 our uh, resistance, our ability you know, new generations keep coming up, and while they're exterminating, you know, the higher, you know, the the, the, modern, the matriarchs, patriarchs, and I. Yeah, that was a question <laughs> that I had that I wanted to put and, to and you and guys. And they don't know their history. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that I wanted to put to you guys. Is it possible? Mm-hmm. Do you do you think it's possible? That a person can can you know uh, since the, the the inundation period begins before you actually come through the fallopian tube down the channel of birth, a mother mm-hmm. while you're still in the mother's womb, they hear sounds, they 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 learn how to respond to uh, you know just how the mother's body, what kind of condition she is, whether she's in a good mood or whether she's in a bad mood, and uh, all those kind of things. And th- this is a delicate situation during that process. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if, if by chance, if people just, even before they come on the planet and they get exposed to these people who have been super inundated with all of the, the things that they shouldn't be inundated with, does that somehow get passed on through a spiritual uh, processing, you know, does that, you know, somehow a person just, it's just like a lot of people. I've been in people's houses that were, were mm-hmm. smoking crack, you know, as a young man mm-hmm. and, and they had a Bible on the table. And if you said something about the Bible, they'd curse you out, man, in this house, we believe in God. I said, but you're smoking crack right now. <laughs> and you know, when you're doing all this other stuff, you know, come up. And so, but mm-hmm. and I was just wondering if 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 somehow through the the uh, telepathy uh, state, all right, the same way that uh, this whole five G stuff operates, and how it's, it's it can be harmful to mm-hmm. one, two, Certainly. and three G can be effective. It affects mm-hmm. brain waves. It causes women to have cancer. Mm-hmm. It affects your immune system. So I'm just wondering if somehow. If something hasn't taken place that distorts our ability to be able to rationalize information and continue to seek more information, is that possible for that to happen? What do you say, Chief? So inundated. What, what's out here that you can't really even 
spiritual self. Is that where you're going with? You're you're breaking up pretty well, bad, Chief. I don't know what's going on. What about now? I'm right yeah, I can hear you now. now. It, it, every time I tell you, then it breaks through loud and clear. Oh, okay. Let me let me just repeat what I said. That um, regarding your question, are you saying that once you're born and you come into this world, that uh, instead of you having the ability to focus in on light and uh, get spiritually in tune with the earth? Either that you're so inundated with survival and staying alive, and like what the, the conversation we were having earlier in the show about the sharecropping, and, and during that period of time in the 1800s, your battle was to survive. There's no guarantee of money working out there in the fields, but if you had a place to live and a little crappy food to eat on, but at least you had. Essential to support your family. I think that's kind of the direction where you're going. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, what what I'm looking for is that there has to be a way to articulate uh, information in such a way till it's not intimidating. I, let me just go back to you know when I was in grade school, I went to all black schools. That was before the schools were integrated, and. Uh, we were, I don't know, for whatever reason, we were just motivated differently, you know, because we had all black teachers, you know, they instilled other stuff besides the regular school books, because if you think you have problems getting school books in Oakland, I can remember when black schools didn't have no books at all. So the teacher had to make up something to bring to class. But for whatever reason, we were able to learn more faster and maintain a focus on on trying to do that. And now we we have people who are totally separated from anything that has the tendency to encourage or motivate or instill, which I think is number one. And in fact, I was in the argument with this woman today about <clears throat> nationhood, nation building, and and how unimportant. <clears throat> A lot of black people think that is. No matter how many. Let me take a shot at something real quick, Doc. Let me take a shot at something. You kind of hit on something. Okay. What you're kind of leaning towards is adaptation. And, you know, just like us who grew up in poverty, ghetto, whatever, in the cities, we learn how to adapt and to survive under low income situations. Okay, now let's, let's, let's kind of flip the script a little bit. Let me see what you guys think about this. We, all, all of us, we live the lives that we live on a daily basis here in the concrete zone. Now, what if we switch places with Bill Gates or Warren Buffett? Tomorrow they woke up at our address, and tomorrow we woke up at their address. You think that they could adapt and living in in our our life, and can we adapt living in there? Do you think that we could adapt being worth a hundred billion dollars all of a sudden? And do you think that they can adapt being worth eighty seven dollars and thirty two cents? I I really don't I really don't, and I'll tell you why I'm so quick to answer that, because so many of them would commit suicide or they would. 
you know, they would like blow up the whole world rather than, uh, this is one of the reasons that they are uh, right now afraid, afraid to death of, of all these different minorities being here. You know, for what they have been used to, what the white privilege is more than just having $50 billion. It's the white privilege. You could take the poorest white guy and he could have an eighth grade education. I remember when I was a kid and he could walk in a place and get a job and you there you was with your degree and you done made straight A's and you couldn't get a job. You understand what I'm saying? So the psyche is different, whether or not they would be able to make that transition. And I think you can look at that from a perspective now when you see people making hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, such as some of the rappers making humongous money, but yet they're they're not able to, uh, for whatever reason, separate themselves from all of the the negative aspects of 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 the life that they entertain and socialize in. They still maintain that. In fact, somebody was talking there about uh, Jay-Z. Well, Jay-Z used to be a drug dealer and stuff. He's worth all kinds of money now. And he he tries to do a lot of things to give back to the community. And a lot of them could care less about the community. They just want to get $100 million. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah. the, the, the psychology is such that you know, in fact, I heard it again yesterday, and I hadn't heard it since I was in the streets in Boston. And this guy said, the best thing I can do for poor people is not to become one of them. I ain't giving them nothing. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That was his mentality. And where he developed yeah. that from, and you have to look at the whole gangster mantra. The whole gangster mantra. If you look at the, uh, uh, the American gangster with the Bumpy Johnson and all these yeah. kind of people, you know, yeah. and where they come from and why they were so vicious and why they were able to, on one hand, be a philanthropist and on the other hand, out there murdering people at the drop of a hat. So you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that people have these yeah, dual, dual processes of personalities going on, uh, and that's a hell of a thing to say because I, I was listening to some comedian the other night and he was talking about this guy was in court. A white guy was in court, and and the judge said, "Well, son, why did you do this?" And he said, well, "Son, he said, uh, judge, I have, I hear voices, and and I and I'm I'm five or six different people." And the judge looked at him and said, "Well, son, you need help. We're going to see you get some counseling." And a brother came in there and says, "Uh, well, he said, why did you kill those people?" He said, "Well, I'm hearing voices." And I'm two or three different people. He said, "Well, you better decide which one you are, because somebody's ass going to jail." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey Doc, right. can I answer on? Can I answer on that a little bit too? Yeah. Go, yeah. Go ahead. Um, when you first posed that question about, uh, uh, well, when uh, Andre first posed that question, which is a profound question, because mm-hmm. when you flip, flip the flip the script, there's going to be mm-hmm. trauma on both sides. On both sides. There's a lot of black. There's a lot of black folks who won't be able to handle all of a sudden having all this money once once they prove it every day. Having and doing some of the things that they've been doing, and and and, and but uh, we already know that a hundred percent of the white populace wouldn't be able to switch. Wouldn't be able to switch because they don't know what it, they don't know. They don't have any idea what. It's, they're committing suicide over losing $2 million on the stock market and still having $5 million left. 
So well, it's all the thing about it is, Corey, yeah. if, if white people were switched over to our position, we would already be in a race war because they're crazy enough to get guns and get out there and start killing people. While we have been mm-hmm. going along, hoping for mm-hmm. change. Now about that pri- uh, yep, yep. Now about that privilege you were talking about. Case in point, my father had a, had a, had had uh, two degrees coming out of out of Virginia State College, and was one of the first black police officers in Oakland in the fifties. At that time, you couldn't get past inspector, and my father said, "Here's this white boy. That only thing that saved him from prison." was the fact that he joined the military and he got through that and now coming out the military and being trained in weapons, he decides to join the police department. And here he is younger than me without an education, but having that privilege, he rises up to be a, a, a sergeant or a lieutenant or something. And the farthest I can go is inspector. He said, I don't need this anymore. So that's when he decided to leave the police department and use his education and go into business for himself. But that's just an example of that privilege. Like you said, you can be uh, uh, trailer trash, and and the thing is, you still got that one thing that everybody else doesn't have, and that's and, and that's that privilege. And 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 that's a story he told me that he experienced firsthand, if, 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 without any doubt. If if we were both white, he don't even have to be black. If we were both white, just based upon my credentials, I should have, they didn't even offer me the sergeant's test to even take. That's as far as I could go. And I watched all these young ex-military uneducated white dudes just pass me right up, going up the ladder, becoming my supervisor, 10, 15 years younger than me because they were white. He said, oh, no, I'm out. I'm out. He left the police department. They didn't like him in the first place because instead of taking black kids to juvenile hall when he caught them, he used to have a a sterling silver cigar box full of switchblades and all kind of little stuff that he had confiscated from black kids. He said, "Well, you haven't killed nobody. What's your who who is your mother and father? Where do you live?" He was he was taking kids home, and the word got out that this guy he wasn't he was he was giving these kids passes. He wasn't giving them passes. He was taking them back home to find out what their situation was, you know. And the whole that whole pathology about black and white, rich and poor, is is what's destroying this country because it is about race. Everything is about race, and nobody wants to acknowledge it because it's it's uncomfortable to admit and to talk about, you know. What do you have to lose as a white person admitting something? If you if, if you believe in your privilege, you should say, "Yeah, I did it. Okay, so I did it. So what?" That's basically who Trump is. So I did I did it. So what? You know, and and it's been proven with his fan base. How many other hundreds of thousands and millions of people think the same way that guy does? And that's and that's where our big challenge is is to how we can have respectable dialogue with our own people without getting throwback like Dr. Quaker was talking about earlier, this lady about to engage in an argument over uh, this thing about Bill Gates. Bill Gates is no different than that uncle that puts you to school, puts you through college, but then you find out that he's molested you. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No different. You know. But you know, one of the things I think one of the things is that the, uh, another thing that we are victim of. I don't even like to characterize myself as a victim, but we are victim of of learning how to be. The reason why it's so difficult for for people from the from the continent and all globally to reunite is because the one thing that Europeans also uh, implement into their whole educational process, whether it be church or whatever it is, is this what they call is so rugged individualism. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big time operator and I get my hundred million. I said, well, you know, America is great. In fact, I heard this sister on TV talking about how great America was. So where else can, you know, she was talking about rappers. She said, why else can somebody who don't have no education grow up and start making songs degrading women and themselves and they can make a hundred million dollars? That's what makes America great yeah, in her mindset because he did have the ability to do that. But she lacks the understanding to see that probably just like football, baseball, basketball, or whatever it is that, that black people are involved in, there's one, two, three percent of the people will ever have access to that kind of stuff. And so in her yeah, mindset, America was great. And, 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 and we're, we're exploring ourselves doing that. Yeah, where can a black guy from used to sell drugs make $100 million? It shoots us the wrong message that you can do the same thing, but, 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 but what, it, what it skips showing that you're doing is in those videos, you're degrading your own women with all that stuff. Yeah, well, you can yeah. make a hundred well, million dollars. Not just your women, women but, yeah, but not just your women, yeah. but yourself. Because, uh, yeah. you know, let's, let's let's look at it from a perspective of, of ancient people, Africa. People are, looking uh, at you as a, people are looking at you like a leader. They want, the young ones want to come up and be just like you. Be yeah. just like you. When you look at, uh, when you go back and you start studying the history of our people and how uh, women were revered in, in 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 ancient African societies. Women women were kings. Women grew, some of them had to even be kings because there weren't there weren't sons in the family. So daughters sat on the throne as kings, and there were women mm-hmm. who led uh, generals in battle out on the battlefield. Great but, nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. for, but here it's always it's a male dominated society. And and it's always been dominated by white white males, even though they raised their women up on a pedestal, because that was about why during the you know slavery and post slavery and so forth, uh, if a black man looked at a white woman, they take him out and lynch him, because that was his flower. Mm-hmm. You can have anything you mm-hmm. want as long as you do what I say, but don't you don't you dare look at a white woman. And so uh, mm-hmm. you know, even though, the, he, even though I'm a, even though I'm abusing her because he's a closet. He's oh a yeah. Of of that very white woman, the two people, the two the two species that he's most afraid of is black men and his mm-hmm. own women. You that's know what? what you, so, you know what? You remember women so bad? Yeah, you remember Rosewood? Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how the guy uh, that raped the woman was a white guy? That happened a yeah. number of times in in the South South doing in slavery and after slavery. Uh, even, uh, uh, what was those brothers' name? Those seven brothers that went to prison in Virginia there. Uh, I forget what was the, the they sent them to jail for, for raping two white women. And even years oh, yeah. after, 
even years after the white woman said, no, they didn't rape us, that they were forced into saying that because of the 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 people in the community mm-hmm. and the society and the sheriff department. And they still didn't want to let them guys bad. out of jail. Which goes Scottsboro to, mm-hmm. Yeah, Scottsboro case, yeah. And, yeah, and so wow. to me, and I tell people all the time, and when I tell people that these people don't believe in no God, or they'll, there's nothing humane that could do another human being that kind of disjustice, the Emmett Teals, the raping and castrating, the forcing women to have sex, to have babies so they could have some more slaves to go in the field. A woman could have a baby in the morning, she had to be back in the fields by afternoon. And, 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 and yet we follow the teachings that they gave us in terms of what we should believe in and what we should not believe in. So where is the yeah. disconnect psychologically because i'm thinking this guy has done everything on the planet to degrade me why am i following his tradition why am i following his teachings and uh like a, so just, it, just like a dog that you kick a thousand times and on your way to work you kick him and then he's meeting you at the front door wagging his tail hoping you know Hoping yeah, that but you but but, but even a dog it will snap on you one day. You keep kicking me, yeah, he'll bite. You understand what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. do we start to bite mm-hmm. back? You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. mm-hmm. we are we the, the the state of mind that we exist in is a state of mind that is totally uh, void of of thinking of national nationhood of thinking of the United States of Africa, uh, to think of mm-hmm. all of, you know, all of our people coming together. And that doesn't mean physically, you know, because all of their people are, they scattered all over the place too, but they come together when it's time to organize something around yeah, uh, uh, controlling the other groups. Let's control them people from mm-hmm. India. They have too many kids. Let's control them people from Africa. They have too many babies. Let's control those people over there in the, in those jungles. Because we we can't you know we, they have to control it. But the thing about it, and they're on the surface they look like they're fighting like Germany was fighting the U.S. and Britain and all these groups. Every one of them have had battles against each other. It's just like the South mm-hmm. fighting the North. But when the war was over, mm-hmm. there were people in the North that would lynch mm-hmm. you, just like there was people in the South that would lynch you. I was in Boston mm-hmm. in, in '61. It was dangerous up there for a brother to be uh, caught on the streets in Boston by himself in the evening. You understand me? This is oh, Boston, which is, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be mm-hmm. one of the most liberal places there is. You know what I'm talking about? So we have to, uh, we have to find a way to, uh, and that's another thing. I was at the at the Black Family Conference where you have all these great. We have some some very intelligent uh, brothers and sisters. The only thing of it is, and it's a sad thing to say, that most of them are sellouts, you know, or they 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 think from an individual basis. Because I met brothers that taught at every major university in this country, the University of Florida, University of Pennsylvania, Harvard, MIT. I know brothers from all of those places. And uh-huh. if you if you were to have a glass of wine with them down at the club, they'd sit up and talk black as as you want to talk. But when it comes mm-hmm. from Monday through Friday, they're back acting white or having to act 
white in order to maintain that so-called individualism and uh, and to achieve that so-called american dream that they are striving to achieve so uh man uh, you know that you know where I'm, i have been i have been doing a lot of writing you guys are really uh Dre, you guys are really going to enjoy my my new book because i got some stuff in there i even used a little foul language in there you know because i ran out of big words and i said fuck it let me just put some stuff in here <laughs> <laughs> Let me put some stuff in. Hey, sometimes, huh? sometimes, sometimes you got to take that old lasher out. Uh, what'd you say, Dre? That those are the words that sells books. Yeah, you know, because I was reading uh, mm-hmm. a book by uh, uh, what's this brother named John something. He he wrote the book Adam the Altac Ring. And I don't know if you guys okay. remember, but he, but he talked about the Bible like uh-uh. it was a, he talked about the Christian Bible like it was a piece of shit, and everybody was cussing him out. But the book sold. <laughs> In fact, I got it on my shelf somewhere in here. Yeah, the backs are probably off, but I have to find it. But uh, you know, for hey, whatever. Hey, 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 Doc. Hey, Doc. Let me, let me, let me, let me just interject one quick little thing too that you, not to be backtracking on you and Andre, but yeah. when Andre again mentioned trading places. Dr. Dre was was NWA, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you remember you remember Kill the Police and all that stuff. They came up with gangster rap. They was cold as bitches and you know all that mm-hmm. stuff. And 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 he and he came, and he was a music master. The guy came mm-hmm. up with those beats. Go ahead, brother. Hotel. Can you hear me? Yeah, you faded out for a minute. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. You hear me? Yeah. I was talking about Dr. Dre and how he got past a billion dollars when he sold that beat uh, concept to whoever bought it for him, pushed him over a billion dollars. He gave $200 million to USC and not a dime to one of them historically black cops. Well, uh, you know what? I, a lot of times, you know what that stuff is done for, and I mean that's my personal belief. I could be wrong, but they'd have to show me something different. They think that that is their ticket into a total acceptance, because somebody else did that too. Uh, 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 I think uh, Ronnie Lott, or uh, one of them, uh, gave I don't know several million dollars to USC. And a lot of these guys, uh, in fact, some of those guys even come out of those schools. The only one that you really seen, you remember Doug Williams, the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl for Washington? Yeah. You guys, you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he came out of Grambling and then he went back to Grambling and coached. Uh, in, fact, in fact, he may still be down there. I don't know. I'm not sure. But most of those guys that went to historical black colleges, they uh one of the things that they taught at historical black colleges is that this you're not coming here just to get a degree so you can go out in the world and make money you're coming here to gain access to knowledge and study and bring this stuff back to the community you're supposed to come back that's how the united negro college fund started out it started out as a small organization where people was giving, they'd come by your door and say, you want to give a quarter to the United Negro College Fund? And and everybody in the community, even the poorest people out there would, would give some money and they say, okay, we got a kid over here at the school that's making straight A's, let's make sure that he gets into one of those colleges. And that's how that thing got started. But then once 
the, the integration process took place, well, we stopped going to historical black colleges. And not only did we stop going to historical black colleges, but we stopped getting a real education because some of them guys now, they go to school and they, they play football or basketball or something, but they can't even read and write when they come out of college. They have never done a paper because these people have manipulated the process simply because they're good athletes. And so when those guys like that, when they take those guys and allow them to manipulate the process so that they can gain access to those millions of dollars, there's no way you're going to convince that same person to come back and do something in the community where they come from. Not many of them do that. And, and, and there's a real reason for that because they've, they've been, you know, they've been trained and, and they have, they have, there is no such thing as education. And, and a lot of times they misinterpret what education is. Education is not going to your science class or your English class and making an A. Education is gaining access to information that's going to help you change the conditions of the people which is the reason why in ancient Africa, before you were allowed to teach in public, you had to go to school for 40 years. So you was a middle-aged man or woman before you were allowed to teach in public. Mm. And this is why, wow. this is why they, they built up those great civilizations. Those people were smart. You know what I'm saying? And now uh, mm. people go to school. And, I mean, you got somebody in school teaching your, your children that don't know nothing. They know absolutely nothing. And and then you expect your child to come out of there. Uh, if they don't know nothing and they and they believe in Americans, uh, America's uh, you know, what they call rugged individualism, what do they have to offer your child? Mm -hmm. You know, your child needs to be motivated. My grandmother used to remote, uh, motivate us when we left home and didn't have the holes in the bottom of our little shoes. And we were ashamed to go to school. And she said, baby, you go ahead up there. You're smarter than everybody else up there. The teachers, the black teachers in there would make you feel. They wouldn't even allow nobody to even laugh at you in your class because you came into class ragged and didn't have no clothes. You understand? Mm -hmm. So the tone was different. You know, people were taught to respect where other people are. And if you went out and you acted a fool and tried to degrade somebody else of your community, Everybody from the school to the house was on your back. You wouldn't be doing it twice. Mm -hmm. So we are not, we are not being, our kids are not learning anything. And we expect that to be some kind of transformation of, of how we live in the world and how we treat other people and, and how we engage other people, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, black men and white women and, and, and vice versa. Uh -huh. You know, I'm talking about, uh, we don't have any allegiance to anything. You know, I'm a, I'm, my allegiance is to the, 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 the flags, the stars and stripes. Yeah. Well, what about my allegiance to my family? What about my allegiance to all them people you murdered before I came along? You understand? What about my allegiance to the ancestors? You know, what about my allegiance ask, to... Ask not what your country can do for you, what <laughs> yeah. you can do for your country. For your country, yeah. What about my allegiance to to uh, 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 belonging somewhere, all right? Because if you ask most mm -hmm. people, what, you know, this, well, I'm an American. I said, what is an American? American just means that you mm -hmm. have citizenship. It doesn't, it, it doesn't classify you as, 
as 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 something that you can be proud of because we see what America is doing to other people all the time. And not only that, we join in and participate and help them doing it, just like we help them wipe out the Native Americans. And just like now, I, I saw some black folks on there talking about uh, these people coming across the border. What the hell do you care? Well, if they come across yeah. the border, that means that instead of me getting twenty dollars an hour, I'm gonna have to work for twelve or fifteen. You wasn't gonna get nothing anyway because those people who control those kind of uh, processes are not gonna let uh -huh. you get rich making no living, working in no field picking tomatoes or or uh, uh, put change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wasn't gonna do that anyway. You wasn't gonna yeah. do that anyway. Uh -huh. But then guess what they got? Yeah. They got another wedge: black folks against Mexicans. Mexicans against black. I used to run. Oh on, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, they always find somebody. It used to be Filipinos back then. Yeah. Was fighting against the Filipinos. Oh, hey man, yeah, when I was there, they find some new niggas all the time. Uh, 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 uh what are they? Uh, uh, God, there's another group. Uh, black people that come from uh, another part of Africa, but there was a lot of them in Brooklyn when I used to live there, and they could be black as my mm -hmm. my my uh computer this year, and they found out you was an American nigger, but they wouldn't have nothing to do with you. <laughs> I'm serious, <laughs> and, and I, I would speak to them. You know, being stupid, I figure like they look like me. They they must be all right. And my cousin, that's a man. Mm -hmm. don't them people, them people don't care nothing about you. They don't want to be nowhere near you. And so, uh, uh, they they always find these wedges. And it's just like uh, there's this mm -hmm. sister they got now. They've been parading around the uh, the news media, and she is supposed to be a mm -hmm. right figure that supports Trump. I don't I, I forget her name because it wasn't interesting enough for me to want to remember it. But she speaks some of the most <laughs> vile, some of the most vile, mm -hmm. disrespectful stuff uh, uh, toward uh, uh, African people. You know, because here that, you that are. Ain't that Ingram chick, is it? It might be that Ingram. Yeah, that I think it is. You know, how yeah, can you, yeah. you be, she has her own TV show. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's her. If Lord you were, I was talking that kind of smack, we could have our own TV show. You see how easy it is? Yeah. But you yeah. got to, and mm -hmm. all of those people, whether they're in sports, remember the sister that got on there and spoke out uh, against one of those ball players that used to be on the, uh, well, she was on a regular uh, uh, a sports show with this brother. And she made oh, the mistake mm -hmm. of saying one thing, and they fired her off of there. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't think of it. Smith and uh, Janelle, Janelle. Yeah, Jamel, yeah. Jamel. You know, so this is oh, what. Okay. And, 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 oh and this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and people see this every day, and yet they can't connect the dots. You better act quiet. You better act like this is the greatest place in the world. In fact, they was asking her, what makes you think America is the greatest place in the world? She said, well, unemployment among blacks is down to six and a half, seven percent. I said, well, they ain't making but $10 an hour, so who cares? They're not making yeah, enough you, to live you, off you, of. You, 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 you include part-time at Target, part-time at Walmart. Yeah, and some of them work at two and three jobs. Include, yeah. But, yeah, and, and, still don't have benefits because you don't work full-time, no place. Yeah, you know. but she thinks that that's what yeah. makes America great. She wants to shut the borders down. She wants to help get the wall up and all. This chick is crazy in the road, isn't it? Because when I first heard her talking, you know, I thought she was a white woman. Because she was all yeah. in for Trump. I said, what in the world is she talking about? What what, what stuff has she been listening to? But you know, talking guess, about Amarosa. 
No, I'm not talking about Amarosa. Amarosa didn't change okay. her tune. Okay. She's now to oh, get yeah. Trump. They, they pulled her out of there. They pulled her out of kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They talking about they gonna learn the hard her. way. You're gonna have her arrested on the White House steps. You know, it goes to show you. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see what Sammy Sosa did. He said, he said, I know I'm still a nigga over here, but I made, but I made two hundred million dollars. I'm gonna bleach myself and go back to the Dominican Republic and be a white Dominican down there and be a triple millionaire. Yeah. So you. Did so, you see but, 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 yeah, but did, right now? No, I didn't. But do you see what that psychological thing does? Yeah. Even when they get yeah. money, they still want yeah. to act, look, behave, and 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 somehow think that they have bought their way into that uh, that echelon spot where they're looked up on as being white or at least being accepted by the establishment. And that's what's so sad about it. That's you know that somebody can make a hundred million dollars. And the minute they get up and say the wrong thing, they'll destroy him. In fact, this year woman that was on, she was on that destroying Kaepernick. She claimed that Kaepernick uh, grew out an afro just so he could uh, fight. <laughs> he could fight against the NFL and sue them. And he didn't want to play ball anyway. He just wanted to do that so he could get paid all that money outside of football. And and and, and, and but look at it, what it is. It's a black woman talking against a black man now that that sells like hotcakes on their media can you imagine on fox, i bet you on fox news they went on there every other night you know because she can bring the message a little clearer than they can because people already know how these these so-called white uh, uh people who own that uh, media opera is doing but when a black woman or a black man come on there and do it, does it Oh man, it just it sends chills up my spine because I've been thinking, how do we, how do we get away from that? Uh, like that Peterson guy, uh, at, out of Washington, yeah. yeah, out of D.C., he said Martin Luther King ought to be dug up and hung. Now this guy is crazier than a road lizard, but he's got a congregation of people following him up there in D.C. to go pack his church every Sunday morning, and he preached. And what about the brother that was the mayor down there in Florida? When they t he he told him he was white, he was not black, and he was blacker than me and you. He said, "I'm not." <laughs> I'm serious. You you could probably pull him up if you look up on the web. He said, "I am not an African American. I'm not black. I'm white." And he stuck to that. I thought he was just telling a joke. I thought he was a stand-up comedian. He was serious. <laughs> How he got he got he got he, he got reversed. He got, re he got reversed. Wow. And and this guy's a lawyer. He didn't, he became the mayor. So you have to assume he has a, wow. yeah has a reasonable amount of uh, of education anyway. Even if you don't have knowledge, why would somebody think like that? What makes people change over like that what makes people incapable of 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 defending who they are because for me if, if i defend it, 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 it just proves that he snapped that he's that he's insane he snapped yeah he's insane snapped. if i defend africa even if i don't make a dollar i'm defending me if i defend africa mm -hmm. if i don't get a court i'm defending you and all of us but they're mm -hmm. making money and they are, are 
going against everything that 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 who they are, which is the to me where the illness sets in, because anybody who goes against their own betterment, what 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 kind of disease is that? Anybody who does things against their own betterment, what 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 would that be called? Oh. You can't call it post-traumatic stress because it's way beyond that. You can't call it depression because oh. of that. I mean, you know, this stuff here is something else that, and then when you couple that kind of thinking along with the the religious attitudes that they have, that they are willing oh. to follow something that has no validity to it. I'm not talking about doing the research and following it. Yeah, following the, the, the research as far as you can. They are believing and hanging on to something that they know have no validity to it. And when you corner them on it, they'll kill you. I don't want to talk to you anymore because you are interrupting their comfort zone. And their comfort zone is to keep is, is, is to continue. Why would anybody in their yeah. right mind with African bloodline lineage um, It doesn't make he, he, got, he got Judas Priest Negro disease. He, 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 you know, whatever we were on the West Coast of wasn't Christianity. When That's we exactly right. Here, we were converted to was, which was a European construct.
you can do the research and find out the vertical fallacy of what was branded into it. And say, wait a minute, we got uh, bamboozled. And so now let's correct it right now in 2020. But we don't see that happening on a large enough scale. On a small scale, yes, but not on a large scale. And I brought this issue up on another radio show outside of the CCSL network. Same thing. Why would any black person in 2020 in their right mind be a Christian based upon the conditions that happened to us over 400 years in this country? Now you have the ability to learn and say, wait a minute, this, 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 this is not right because our, our grandparents and great-grandparents and great-grandparents forced upon them. And the same thing with, with the foot and the ship. You know, you had this story called the ship, and uh, you were forced to dine upon these things when you responded, but now you have a choice, and you don't have to do so. So you can clean up your mind, you can clean up your spirit, you can clean up your diet, and because you have a choice. But the problem is, Exercise that option. Now we express, like we referred to earlier, about uh, the cat smoking on crack, and now they drinking the mad dog 40 40 or 50 50, whatever it is, and smoking the girls and the camel. Mad dog 2020? Yeah, taking all that crap in hands of the beer with the whiskey with the snakes on it, the bulls on it. And all this madness definitely destroys your mind. Any ability to think in a rational capacity and build a nation, work with family, and live a decent life. Go down that road of destruction. And so, but I did pose that question why would a black person now in their right mind uh, be a Christian based upon historical evidence? And oh boy, and some of them. And you know what? That cat's on the stuff. But it was a couple of hardcore Christians. Right? They wanted to lynch me right then and there. One of them, I think, found in Alabama. You wanted to lynch me then and there. But don't talk about her, Jesus. No, ain't talking about you, Jesus. I'm talking about the theology itself that was put upon us. Uh, well, you, you know what? Another question I wanted to throw in here, Andre. Is it possible that somebody who, you know, I was thinking about that because I was listening, reading some of that stuff on eugenics and how they did, had determined that some people did what they weren't worthy of, of, of continuing to live because they are defective. Is it possible that our people could be uh, defective before we even? come into existence say you come from a parent a, a set of parents who are defective in their thinking process and they, they're incapable of thinking of themselves as a nation is that something that can be transferred through uh what they what is the term they use for people when they say that they, you got it from your parents or, uh, your parents had diabetes and they tell all these stories mm -hmm. But I'm thinking that is it possible for psychologically, if you come from parents who 
have been degraded to such a degree that they can't conceive an Africa. They can't conceive a nation. And and I say that because when I was in, in grade school as a kid, and and we would get up and they would make us get up and sing the national anthem, and we wouldn't want to get up and, and, you know, when the white folks would come by to inspect the cool school, we'd have to sing the Star Spangled Banner too. So we were saying that for them mm-hmm. when they, we'd go back to doing our thing. And so what I'm saying is, is it possible for people to be deprived or uh, psychologically altered because of their condition and they're able to pass that on through their genes? Yeah. 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 That's called genetic remembrance. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That, 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 that. That and some kids act out against that because maybe the uh, spiritual influence, the stern echoes from our ancestors, still had influence. Just like the lady who did that 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 experiment with those mice, how she put all those mice in that maze, and the ones who went left got the stuffing shocked out of them. The ones who went right got some cheese. Then then they took offspring from both sets of mice and they put them in there and they all went right. Even the ones, mm-hmm. even the ones whose parents went left and got shocked, they automatically went the opposite direction. It's like they were wired spiritually to mm-hmm. know before they were born, don't make that left turn. Yeah, and, but see, that's part you of know. the question I was talking about. You know, if people are genetically mm-hmm. uh, somehow altered because of mm-hmm. that, yet we still have kids and they're born you know when a a kid is two or three years old and you try to tell them to do something everything that come out of their mouth is why Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. point do our brain not contemplate the why of all of this you know at some at some point it has to because it would be impossible for you to get up every day without being under the influence of some kind of drug or something and go to a job every day and never question the validity of anything that you're participating in? I like that that movie, Get Out. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. But they were crazy. I'm talking about, I don't want to call out people crazy. I I want to say genetically flawed due to severe Mm -hmm. emotional, physical, spiritual abuse. So mm-hmm. what was that word term you used, uh, Andre, genetic what? Genetic remembrance. Genetic yeah. remembrance. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, that's a, that's a good term uh, for us to start using because they can't say yay or nay on it. None of their professors can come and sit down with us, can can do mm-hmm. anything with that conversation. This is one of the things that made Malcolm so great because he studied and he he got whatever he lost through his abusive treatment and being passed out to social service and all that stuff, somehow he got it back in prison. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he became so good at articulating that message 
that they couldn't do nothing with it, which is why they knew they had to have a, had to kill him sooner or later, irregardless of what went on between him and Elijah Muhammad. The reason Malcolm used to get access, he was on every TV show. And the reason that um, Elijah Muhammad wanted him to go on there because he didn't feel comfortable sitting in front of the cameras. So he put Malcolm out there and then those other brothers got jealous of what Malcolm was doing and, and tried to accuse him of all kinds of crap. But he was able to get back whatever he had lost from a genetic perspective, that what you call genetic remembrance. Yeah. So if you can lose it mm-hmm. through a process, what would be the roadmap you would use to help people get it back? Oh, mm. so you, you have- hold them to the right people because some of his travels exposed him being at the lowest level in prison is where he met somebody that changed his life. Yeah, you know what? I, I would like to. I would like to, in every corner. Yeah, but what I would like us to think about is developing a curriculum by which we could teach in the community this process of of regaining that that, that genetic remembrance process. And I think so, it can be done too. I, I've been giving a lot of thought to it. You know, I think it can be done. But hey, guys, Dr. Bradford and some of the others who, you know, as, as, as you know, we start coming together uh, diligently, urgently, um, you know, start getting these people, we start getting these people together and getting this concept um, developed, you know, <laughs> even if, even if it's two, even if it's two instructors, three hours a day or something, if we get ourselves in a position where we get some financial backing, we're capable of raising funds to do whatever we want to do. Well, that's what, we, that's what we need to do. Right mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we need to do because the reality of it, you know, some of the things that I've been, you know, toiling over in, in my mind is that we have to get people to understand that the only the only hope for African people, wherever we happen to be, is to rebuild this attitude of belonging to somewhere, to a nation, to a group, to a process, not somebody else's process, to our own process. And we have to be able to find a way to develop a curriculum to teach people to do that. And we can do it and we can enhance their 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 skills to be able to ascertain and evaluate things and at the same time uh enhance their ability to understand the the physical mental psychologically and the spirit world because all these Mm -hmm. things come into play all these things come into play and and being able to articulate it in such a way and not only articulate but demonstrate it through our own lives and what we're doing in order to try to enhance a, a community or revival, revitalize a community, because uh, sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. And I know when Dr. Adams and I used to go to the schools and volunteer in East Oakland, I mean, it wasn't a street we could walk down in East Oakland where they wouldn't holler our name out. You understand? Because they knew that we mm-hmm. were there sincerely because of, of our commitment versus getting paid a salary to go into that school system. And and our people understand that. 
and the thing about it is we need to get it to them as early as possible because one of the things that we noticed when we when our last time we was in the school system was that even in grade school now you have to get the kids in grade school now because they're already damaged before they even get to the first grade and if we're going to save them if we're going to keep them from all of them being locked up in the prison we're going to have to get them in grade school you know mm-hmm. but Hey guys, it's like nine o'clock, nine o three. It's been great uh, talking to you guys. I've got some great feedback from you, and you guys are going to be getting this stuff. You're going to be looking at it in my book. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's gonna. I've already placed my order. I've already placed yeah. my order, so I'm ready. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys, and uh, and and Corey. Uh, one of the things that, that Dre and I had talked about was. Everybody try to get ten people to to be a participant on the shows to build this up because uh, the chief is working on some stuff now to get us moving in the right direction uh, so that we can become a viable entity for the community where people will be coming to us instead of uh, Fox instead of MSNBC they'll be coming to us and to be able to get uh, you know get get that information. And it's going to enhance and improve mm-hmm. their lives immensely, and that's the objective. Because if 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 you say one guy out there, that means that you're a much better person. You're going to feel better about who you are. And I think we have to look at it from that perspective. But we have to be on a continuous path or a road of developing the skills necessary to be great communicators. We can't just be good communicators. We have to be great communicators. That doesn't mean that you know every word in the dictionary. Uh, like Malcolm and his mean, but what it means that you should be in a process of continuous development, being able to articulate a message so that you should be able to talk to the person that didn't get a first grade education and also talk to the person who graduated from Yale or Harvard. And and that's what mm-hmm. we have to be shooting for. So, yeah, what uh, we're going to do yeah. on the website, huh? we're going to create a form. And I'm going to design the form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, somebody has a, a cold 
them. And so what we want to do is just formulate this coalition of businesses and a network of people. And then this will start building up our, our family and our teachers by We'll have a customer base and we'll have a business. And we'll have it all, all right there for registration. Build in the database. And then these people can come in on a radio show, talk about their businesses. People can call in and say, oh, yeah, I went to so-and-so and did a great job on my team. And uh, we can just start a network. Like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just one person at a time. And send them to the uh-huh. website and just let the people just start uh, registering and uh, just be a part of this coalition and, uh, and if they want to advertise with us and uh, they can do us some commercials and we can put it on the on the radio radio uh, we can collect uh, advertising dollars for that and we can place their banners and stuff on the website so we just got to end this thing of black on black corporate crime and so this is something we talked about so uh, I'll put together the form work and have Space Boys put it up on the website. So, in fact, I'll start on that tomorrow. I and, uh, and then we just come in contact with people who just tell them, hey, what we're doing. Go to the website and just register. Sounds good. That's All right, uh, brothers. Uh, been a wonderful evening, man. I appreciate you guys, and uh, let's let's continue to move forward. And uh, Corey, I'll, I'll be reaching out to you, but let's each one of us bring two or three new people. Okay. I sent out well, uh, well Dr. Warren. He was sick tonight, uh, so I know why he didn't come in. And uh, I just sister yeah. tried to call in. I sent her information. You know the sister from the African Resource Center. Uh, mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. said she's going to be a regular on the show from now on. So we'll have. Uh, if we each one of us can bring two or three new people every week, that we can build this thing up and get it moving. Um, thank you, guys. Okay. Love you, man. Hotel. Right. Okay, love you all too. Hotel. All right, brother Corey. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.